a birthright holder was the firstborn male in the family. And that was a special role that that male had to do. He would grow up and literally become like the clan leader. And he would have to almost already be dedicated to God so that he could lead his family spiritually. And there's so much in scripture that talks about that. And it talks about how Jesus now is the firstborn and he is the one now who leads us spiritually. So not only is he our high priest, but he's also like our brother. He's our like birthright holding brother that leads all of us into a good relationship with God. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hey guys, and happy Wednesday. So we've been recently talking about the redeeming of animals and of structures to God. And I'm just going to say this right out in front. I was very wrong (laughs) with uh, what I was talking about the other day. And so why I was wrong, and we're going to talk more about this today, is I was actually confused about the wages part. So if you look back In uh, Leviticus chapter 27, verses 9 through 15, which is what we talked about the other day, it actually says that if you dedicate an animal to God, it says that the priest is supposed to look at the animal, decide what its value is, and then assign that value to the animal. Now, basically what I told you guys, because I was not quite understanding, was that the people, as well as giving the animal to the priest, also had to pay the valuation of what the animal was at the same time. And as I was thinking about this, and I I said it on the podcast, I was like, yeah, they have to pay all this and then also give it to the priest. But as I was thinking about it, I was kind of like, why would they also have to pay the money if they're gonna give the animal away? So I was kind of confused. So I researched it a little bit better and I found out that I was wrong. It's only if the person wants to buy the animal back. The only reason a person would have to pay the amount was if they wanted to redeem the animal or buy it back. So say they gave the animal to a priest and the priest, uh, you know, valued the animal at $100, let's just say. That person would not have to pay that $100 unless they wanted to go and buy the animal back. But it actually says that not only would they have to pay the $100, but they also have to add a fifth of that value to the to the $100. So what would that be? A fifth of 100 is what, $20? So that would be um that would be $120 that a person would have to go to buy back their animal. So sorry to bombard you with that uh so early on in the episode, but basically I just wanted to clear that up before we begin. Now, the other thing I wanted to clear up is that this is not including people. 
like dedication of oneself, I do believe that a person would have to pay the cost up front, you know, the, the value up front and also do the work. I'm pretty sure that's still in place. But when it came to dedicating animals, farms, uh, houses, anything that was not oneself or a child or something like that, then you would have to pay that amount in order to uh, redeem the property or whatever it is. And so, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to clear that up real quick. And uh, sorry if you guys have no clue what I'm talking about. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, please go back and listen to my first couple episodes that I talked about this in uh, Leviticus 27. So Friday, we talked about Leviticus 27 and dedicating of people to God. Then we talked about on Monday, dedicating of animals and also of houses to God. And so today we're going to be talking about dedicating of farms to God. So let's read Leviticus chapter 27, verses 16 through 27. And I'll actually be reading out the NIV version this morning. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's jump in. If anyone dedicates to the Lord part of their family land, its value is to be set according to the amount of seed required for it, 50 shekels of silver to a homer of barley seed. If they dedicate a field during the year of Jubilee, the value that has been set remains. But if they dedicate a field after the Jubilee, the priest will determine the value according to the number of years that remain until the next year of Jubilee, and a set value will be reduced. If the one who dedicates the field wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value and the field will again become theirs. If, however, they do not redeem the field or if they have sold it to someone else, it can never be redeemed. When the field is released in the Jubilee, it will become holy like a field devoted to the Lord. It will become priestly property. If anyone dedicates to the Lord a field they have bought, which is not part of their family land, the priest will determine its value up to the year of Jubilee, and the owner must pay its value on that day as something holy to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought, the one whose land it was. Every value is to be set according to the sanctuary shekel, 20 geras to the shekel. No one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal, since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord. Whether an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. If it is one of the unclean animals, it may be bought back at its set value, adding a fifth to the value to it. If it is not redeemed, it is to be sold at its set value. Okay, hopefully my little explanation at the beginning of this helped you guys understand what we're talking about more today. So verses 16 through 21 is actually talking about dedicating a field to God. So like farmland to God. And this is not something anybody ever had to do. Like God was not like, you have to dedicate your fields to me. No, he was just saying, if you choose to do this, here is what is supposed to be done. So what it sounds like to me, and also when I researched this, I, I didn't see any evidence that the person who dedicated the field couldn't continue to farm it. So I think that even with houses and stuff, they could still continue to live in it if they wanted to. But if they decided to redeem it, there's that word again, redeem means to buy back. That's why God says he redeemed us. He bought us back from basically eternal death. That means that it belongs to them again. It doesn't belong to uh, the, the temple. It doesn't belong to the priests, nothing like that. So these, these fields here could be dedicated to God as like a priestly field, I suppose. 
And it says that the set price would be however much barley seed was there. And it's like a homer, which <laughs> I had to look up a, what a homer was. And it says it's probably about 300 pounds or uh, 135 kilograms. So that is how much a homer is. So 50 shekels of silver to one homer of barley seed, 300 pounds. So that sounds pretty expensive to me. But if a person wanted to dedicate their field to God and then someday redeem it or buy it back, then they would have to pay that price. However much barley seed is there is what they will have to pay for their field to be I guess rightfully theirs again, which this is all kind of funny to me because everything belongs to God anyway. <laughs> but I mean, if people choose to dedicate something to God or like donate something to God, there was nothing wrong with that. I think that if you're doing that with the right heart, obviously, and you are saying everything belongs to God anyway, I'm going to donate this to the church. And I think God honestly does appreciate that. Anything we do from the heart is special to God. So anyway, moving forward, it says that if the uh, person dedicates the field during the year of Jubilee, then uh, whatever the set price is will basically remain. That's what it's going to be. But if, say, uh, 20 years before the next year of Jubilee, uh, somebody dedicates their field, whatever it was would be like subtracted by the amount of years left to the next jubilee does that make sense i hope i explained that correctly but yeah if you guys don't know what the year jubilee is honestly i'm not going to re-explain it you can go back and listen to that episode that i did like a, a week or so ago about the year of jubilee and what that means but going back to the family field in verse 20 it actually says that if a person does not ever redeem their family field like their family owns it and uh, it's part of the inheritance and they decide to dedicate part of it to God. If it's never redeemed by the year of Jubilee, then it just belongs to God forever, basically. And it belongs to the priests forever. So moving forward in verse 22, it talks about that if anybody wants to dedicate to the Lord a field they have bought, which is not part of their family land. The priest will determine its value up to the year of Jubilee, and the owner must pay its value on that day as something holy to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought at the one whose land it was. So say some guy goes out and buys a field just from somebody. He can buy it and he can actually dedicate it to God. And it's not part of his like family inheritance. It's not something he's going to give to his kids. He's just buying it from somebody to dedicate it to God. And so there's a rule for that as well. But on the year of Jubilee, it will revert back to the original owner, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's going to revert back to the original owner or their family. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of how that works, dedicating a field to God. So now you guys know how to dedicate your fields to God. And remember, they didn't have to pay the price up, up front when they dedicated this field. It was just if they wanted to redeem it or buy it back. Then they would pay the price, the set price, whatever it was, uh, per barley uh, homer. <laughs> and then they would buy it back that way, just to clarify that. So in verse 26... 
It says, no one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord. I find that so funny that God threw that in there. He's just like, okay, I already mentioned to you guys that the firstborn animals already belong to me. All firstborns belong to me, whether it's a firstborn child or a firstborn donkey or a firstborn sheep. They all belong to God. The firstborn were the birthright holders. And I'm talking specifically about children. You know, a a birthright holder was the firstborn male in the family. And that was a special role that that male had to do. He would grow up and literally become like the clan leader. And he would have to almost already be dedicated to God so that he could lead his family spiritually. And there's so much in scripture that talks about that. And it talks about how Jesus now is the firstborn and he is the one now who leads us spiritually. So not only is he our high priest, but he's also like our brother. He's our like birthright holding brother. He is the one that that leads all of us into a good relationship with God. And that was the point of the firstborn child was to be dedicated to God, be set apart as holy and to lead their families spiritually. But God also said that he wanted the firstborn animals as well, because just firstborns in general were very, very important to God. So God's like, look, you can't dedicate a firstborn goat to me because it's already mine anyway. <laughs> You know, you can't do that because I already said specifically at the beginning, I think he mentioned this in Exodus, like even before the people were out of Egypt, he mentioned to Moses, dedicate the firstborn to me. You can't rededicate the firstborn to God because it already, you know, the firstborn already belongs to him. And he says, if it is one of the unclean animals, though, it may be bought back at its set value. So if it's an unclean animal, then a person could buy that animal back at its set value. But if nobody bought it back, if nobody redeemed that unclean animal, then it was to be sold at its set value. So it was just to be a holy, unclean animal, if there is such a thing, I guess. <laughs> it was supposed to be an animal that was still dedicated to God while being unclean, I suppose. I don't know if... Uh, holy and unclean go together. That's kind of an oxymoron. So yeah, guys, this was Leviticus 27 verses 16 through 27. But guess what? As of Friday, we are done with Leviticus. We are done and we're moving into season four of the Bible Explained podcast, even though it's still called the P40 Ministries podcast right now. But now I'm curious, would it be season four or would it be season one? <laughs> Since I'm doing the name change, tell me what you guys think. Go to www.p40ministries.com slash contact and let me know if I'm in season four or season one of the podcast <laughs> since it's getting its name change uh, officially on Monday. Remember that I'm not doing an episode on Monday or Tuesday, but the Bible Explained podcast will be back on next Wednesday with season four or season one. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.